Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Hello, greetings, welcome to another episode of Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Croaky Kev. Oh, poor Kevy, and we're going to excite your palate today, Kevin. We're going to excite it with something very exotic. We're, yeah, we are. We're off to the uh, south of India. Oh! With Luke Wynn uh, from SBS, and he's got a new show. Yes. Called Luke Wins India. And uh, he's travelled over to the south of India uh, to bring us over the, I think it's a six-part series, um, all the uh, colour and, uh, you know, and movement and taste and Luke's sensations. Luke's a great uh, young man. He is an acclaimed chef. I mean, he's got a fantastic backstory, an amazing life mm. story, born in a Thai refugee camp. Parents came over to Australia when he was just a, a young bubba and he achieved his, his dream of owning his own restaurant in Australia at the age of just 23. Pretty good, called the Red Lantern, that one, and we'll talk yeah. about that and a whole lot of other things and about his experiences in India where they let mud wrestlers cook dinner. <laughs> it's an amazing... You heard me right. I know, it's just an amazing <laughs> snapshot of what's on offer and it's it's probably, like you and I, Kevin, totally uh, unexpected what you're going to find out. And our poll this week, our, oh, yes. uh, Food Bites Food Poll, a little summary, a little salady, it is the cucumber. Oh, well, I've kept uh, I've kept the vegetable theme going. You know, they can be crisp or they can be slimy, the old cucumber, can't they, depending on uh, what you do with them. So uh, let's find Sounds out like whether they're... Sounds like some people are... I've worked with over the years. <laughs> a yay or they a can nay. be crisp or slimy. Uh, <laughs> do you like them or not? We'll More often out. slimy yes, than crisp. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we'll get to the poll and uh, another little... I've got a little surprise uh, for you ooh. at the end too. Oh. Uh, that's coming oh. up, but uh, let's get to the man who we'll see on our TVs presenting a great new series, Luke Wins India, but he's with us right now. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. We normally start this program by asking uh, someone, where in the world do we find you? And it's going to be more exotic today, I think, than it normally is. <laughs> I'm uh, currently in uh, Ho Chi Minh in Saigon in the south of, of Vietnam, heading to the north of Vietnam, to Hanoi. So, look, you have uh, you have restaurants in uh, in Australia, obviously, and restaurants in uh, in other parts of the world as well, like where you are right now. Yeah, I'm in uh, Saigon at the moment, and I've got a, bit, a restaurant called Vietnam House um, in District One. And so, uh, I fly from um, Saigon. I fly to Sydney. We've got um, Red Lantern and um, and I really enjoy doing that. Um, uh, so, my life is very, 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 very fast and very colourful. The food you're going to be showcasing very soon, uh, Luke, is uh, vibrant flavours, beautiful spices and uh, everything that uh, that India has to offer. Now, India, I understand, is is a place that's always been on your uh, bucket list. As soon as we uh, the world opened up again, I said, I have to go to India and southern India to be you know, exact because southern Indian cuisine for me is a lot lighter. Um, it's not as heavy as the north. I found it quite similar, some similar ingredients to to Southeast Asia. So um, I really want to do Southern India. So for the for the viewer, it's uh, it's going to be something yep. of a real um, oasis for the uh, for the senses. What uh, what can we uh, expect? Yeah, so the the show that I've seen is more than just the food. Of course, food is important. I want to delve into the, the history of, of Southern India, the culture, the lifestyle, the the art as well. So, you know, going to search for the best um, mutton biryani in Bangalore, for example. You know, I've done because um, uh, an aged old wrestling mud wrestling thing, where mud, mud wrestling technique has been passed from down from generation to generation and the wrestlers will prepare the biryani 
that before they would train. And the Romans will be walking through this wrestling area. You'll be watching them wrestle, but you'll be, you know, um, smelling the aromas of cinnamon and saffron and coriander seeds. It was really, really awesome. Mud wrestlers doing cooking? <laughs> the, 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 the image of that in my yeah. head is, is probably not what it actually is. Oh, no, it's really fascinating. So you see this bird and they're, they're wrestling in mud, but the mud has been kind of spiked with ghee as well, right? So they've got all this uh. mud and they're all shiny. <laughs> and um, it's almost medieval, this, this, um, this practice. And they're still doing it today. And not a lot of people are uh, continuing this practice. So they have to raise money to buy the equipment and for the coaches. And so they cook Briani to to uh, to fund this. It's fascinating. It was amazing. And that's, I love these segments because, yes, it's about the, the food, but it's also about the history and tradition and culture of India, which makes it such a colourful series. Are there any other um, standout highlights, Luke, or anything in particular that uh, surprised you on, on your travels? Absolutely. So I was, I was travelled down even further south of Bangalore um, to an area called Kochi, um, where the, the backwaters come off Kerala, and lots of seafood. I saw dolphins. I saw dolphins there. I was like, wow, incredible. And so um, we went to um, this area where it had lots of old Chinese fishing nets. Now, if you see these fishing nets, these structures of bamboo have been there um, as, as long as the Taj Mahal has been. And so, you know, the influence of Asia has been for a very long time. But this is incredible. So we went fishing and there was around um, six of us involved of using these fishing nets. So it's a pulley system of a ton of big, massive stones. And they they kind of lower these fishing nets. They, they pull the stones up and then when they bring it up, all these uh, fish are caught in this net. And we caught this 1.4, 1.5-kilo um, fish, whole fish. And I took this fish went around the corner where there was this kitchen and we cooked this fish called fish polychaku, one of my favorite dishes there. We did ground up a, a, a masala with all the spices and chili. Uh, we ground up tomato and cashew nuts. And then we did a paste and we coated the entire fish, wrapped it with banana leaf, tied it up with the, the spine of the banana leaf and threw it on the grill 15, 20 minutes on each side. And when we opened up this banana leaf parcel, it was a wonderful gift the aromas that were coming out of there and the colours and the flavour was so abundant. I loved it. And that's this is why I went to Southern Italy because it was, you know, it was a great discovery but it was also familiar as well. It's an amazing thing because I guess our perception of Indian food is curries and, and vindaloos and that. Uh, to hear, you know, how yep. you prepare that fish and how that fish obviously, mouth-watering as it sounds, totally different to what I would have expected from uh, from that part of the world. Exactly right. And that's why I wanted to show our viewers that um, Indian cuisine is so regional, you know, and so wherever you go, it changes. The flavors change. And up the north, they have the big heavy curry, the vindaloos, the butter chicken, heavy dishes, because it's colder up there, yep. right? Um, sometimes you're in Delhi and you have to wear a jacket. Whereas southern India, is, it's hot. It's very hot. It's very tropical. Loads of amazing seafood, big red snappers, big seed bass. There's mud crabs, blue crabs, wonderful prawns. And, um, you know, I, I just cooked up a storm down there. I really, really enjoyed it. And um, very light, lots of different spices. So all the Indian spices are there, but done in a more, I guess, more delicate way. Balance the flavors so well, um, which I really love learning how to do. 
It's obviously a, an enviable job you've got getting to travel the world in India in this case and, and sampling all these wonderful uh, delights. But I imagine on another level, Luke, it's it's a pretty exhausting business because you're on the go all the time. Do you need a coffee to keep you going? And uh, what are the offerings like <laughs> in India? <laughs> There's a massive coffee culture in India, really big <laughs> every morning. Um, I went, to, I mean, I went to these cafes that have been there for well, a hundred years. And you have these groups of uh, men who have been going to this same coffee shop for 50 years. Um, it's a social thing. It's a cultural thing. And um, I love seeing that. These places are just packed. And it's, uh, more the filter coffee. So not the you know, espresso coffee that we know, but just really soft, um, really easy to drink filter coffee and lots of tea as well, of course. So tea, coffee in the morning, delightful. And I ate lots of different dishes in the morning as well. What uh, what little sweet treats do they have with their coffee? <laughs> oh, well, so many sweet treats, but a lot of different um, savoury snacks as well. So, I my go to was a dosa. I mean, <laughs> so all the dishes are very light in the morning. Just a little pick me up with your morning coffee, and it was delightful. Very good and fragrant. Luke, it sounds like from a very early age, uh, food has been a dominant force in your life. It sounds like your parents were absolutely passionate about food. Um, you were born in a in a Thai uh, refugee camp, and you came to Australia uh, as a, as a young bloke. Tell us how how things um, unfolded from there for you. Yeah, sure. So you know, my parents uh, gave in. Um, we were refugees. Uh, we lived in a refugee camp in Thailand, and then. Pretty much a detention center in, in New South Wales, and then uh, my parents moved to um, got a government house in New Cabramatta, and where they um, opened a small Vietnamese restaurant. That's all they knew how to do, right? Because if you have a degree or a university degree from Vietnam to Australia, it just doesn't exist. It doesn't matter; it's not valid. So they opened a restaurant, and um, I was very young age five, six, seven, was working in the restaurant. So I grew up in the family restaurant. I didn't enjoy it. You know, kids want to be out playing with their friends, whereas I was working. I was washing dishes, doing all the hard work. And then it was only until I was maybe nine or ten where I learned um, the, the fundamentals of Vietnamese cooking and hospitality. And that's when I fell in love with it. I was like, wow, this is definitely what I would do when I grow up. Uh, and the dream was to always have my own restaurant. From 10 years old, I knew this. And so um, at 23 years old, I think I was just tired of listening to my own words saying it. And so I uh, didn't have any money, but put in everything I had and opened Red Lantern when I was 23 in Surrey Hills in Sydney. That's a remarkable story, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's obviously a story that you're, you're very proud of now. Yeah. No, absolutely. I wouldn't do it again now. You know, <laughs> back, back then, when I was 23, I had no fear and, I didn't have any responsibilities. I didn't have a house. I didn't have a mortgage. I didn't have any interest rate. Uh, I didn't even own the vehicle. So for me, it was just you, you strive for your dream and what you're passionate about. And my parents never wanted me to do what they do. You know, they did it out of necessity. They had to work hard in a restaurant. They didn't have any other choice. Whereas I was educated in Australia and I had different choices. You know, I could have gone to university, which I did, but I didn't enjoy it. And so when I kind of told my parents that, Look, I haven't been going to university. I've been doing a tape course in cookery instead. They freaked <laughs> out. You know? um, but um, we're so lucky and fortunate in Australia that we have many choices and we can do what we're passionate, you know, about doing. So um, I, I followed that passion 
and that dream. And um, I think it's I think it's paid off. I've been very lucky, absolutely. Yeah. What about uh, television and working in television, uh, Luke? Is that a, a comfortable fit for you? Absolutely, it's a comfortable fit because I go where I'm passionate about going. My bucket list was to go to India. So I told all the networks and SBS, can I go to India? <laughs> and they went, oh, yeah, absolutely. And so I'm very fortunate because I, I discover and go to destinations that I want to go to. And so, you know, on my, my next list would be Korea, for example, and Japan. And I'll just keep doing that until I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just eat as much as you uh, want on your, your travel? Um, do you put any limits on yourself or uh, do you just kind of um, dig into everything that you uh, that's available? Yeah, very good question. I eat everything and anything because <laughs> I love to try everything. But I don't eat the whole thing, right? The thing is to, to eat little bits of um, if you don't need to Vietnam, you go to all the street food dishes, they're all tiny, yeah. very small, because we, we eat smaller portions. So I, eat, I nibble on things all the time, but I make sure I try everything. If I'm in India and I, I try all the street food, I'm not scared to eat the street food. Look, good luck with the, with the series. Looking forward to seeing it, six-part series, your journey through southern India. Thanks for taking us there, and I'm sure we'll uh, be rushing off to have a, a, a little try of all the, uh, the wonderful delicacies that you're going to put before our eyes on the television. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dave. Looking forward to seeing it as well. Thursday, SBS 8.30. Thanks, Thanks, Luke. Luke. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your time. Bye. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. There you go, there's Luke, and uh, you can catch that. Uh, it premiered this week on yes. uh, SBS, so SBS On Demand is a terrific service where you can watch all sorts of great shows. For sure. Um, and Luke's will be up there. Luke wins India. Hmm. Let's get to the food bowl, shall we? I was going to say get it India, but I thought that would be too predictable. <sighs> No, but I had to do it. Anyway, let's go straight into the food poll, Kevin, seeing as you mentioned it. <laughs> We're going the veggie route again. Uh, yes, We're going we cucumbers. Yes. Do you like them or not? Or no. For me, more of a yes than a no, but not. I'm not in love with them. I, I reckon I'd be about the same. Let's see what everybody else thinks. Right. Patricia says it's a yes, yes, yes for Artie her. Says, Artie says, nup, but. Mm. My son was introduced to them uh, as his first snack food about 40 years ago, and he still buys one and chows down on them. You know, because you buy at the supermarket those things called cukes. Oh, yeah, miniature yeah, cucumbers yeah, yeah. you're putting your kids' lunchbox. Yeah. Stuart says, no thanks. Dave Williams says, yay for me. Will says, pickles come from cucumbers. So either one is a big yes. Well, that is true. Jimmy Wilson, economy of words, says a big yay. Mark Stevens, big yay. Muriel Cooper, I love them. Sue. We have a love-hate relationship. I love them most of the time. Sylvana says, definitely a yes from me. And Lena loves them too. Joylene says, yes, I never used to, but I do now. Terry says, yes for him. Christopher says, the anti-flavour, not a fan. <laughs> the anti-flavour. Cherie, yum, I love them. Pete Tanowski says, oh, yeah. And says, yes, but I don't like the skin. I peel it off. Okay. Yeah, many people do the okay. same. Alan Clayton says, no way. Caroline, yum from Michelle her. says, definitely a yay, <laughs> and yeah. especially in gin. Oh, yes. Okay. Very cooling. Also putting them on You're your... You're soaking in it. Also putting them on your eyes is very cool. That comes up. Oh, does it? Okay. Yep. Lydia says, yay. Lee says, yes, a salad staple. Yeah, the problem is if it's in the salad too long, it goes too soggy, and it sogifies the rest of the salad. Right then. There's another word for you, Sogafies. <laughs> Charlene, oh, yum, I love it. It's our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the word sogified or not? <laughs> Sue says a pass for me. Oh, 
Davin says yes, it is great with dip. Anthony says nope. Uh, it runs a it ruins a perfectly good mm. salad sandwich. Oh, it well, does, it can because it, it yeah, can, can sodify it. it. Yeah, it can. <laughs> Tina says yes. It's far too close to another word that oh. is is not oh. worth thinking about. Ali says uh, definitely yes. Can't think of what that word. I'll is. I'll tell you later. Angie says yay. Michelle says yay. Kathy yay. Sarah breaks the yay chain and says, "Look, nothing like a baked bean oh. and cucumber sandwich." I'll just what? let you ponder that for a moment. Uh, she says it's a big yes from me and from Benedict Cucumberbatch. <laughs> Who's she put that? a little photo up. She put a little oh. photo up of the English actor uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> and, and it was cucumber it was a cucumber batch. with Benedict's head on the top of it. <laughs> Love your work, thank you, Sarah. Sarah. Very funny, and I like Benedict Cucumberbatch. He's a very good actor. <laughs> Karen says it's a yay for her. He works a lot in ensembles. Oh. Kathleen says yay in salads on a sandwich and even pickled. Mm. We bought a big jar of cucumber oh, pickles yeah. this week to put on the Yum. burger. Glenn says, yay, Pato, in small doses, though. I agree, Glenn. Pato in small doses oh. is exactly how I'd have it, too. Um, Rebecca says, nah, a watery waste of time. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Old Croaky says, my old man would peel them and then score the white of the QE with a fork. Yeah, so did my mum, before soaking the cut round slices in malted vinegar. For me, it is skin on and thick sliced for salads and sangers, thin sliced and chilled to soothe tired eyes. There you go. Not so old croaky <laughs> after that. Uh, Steve Bastoni says, look, sure, sliced fine uh, with olive and white wine vinegar. Oh. Salt and pepper, and it's delish. Sorry, I've still got a vision of old Crokey lying there with a face mask <laughs> on and a couple of cucumber circles yeah. on his eyes. Uh, now, Angela Pippos says it is not just a yes, but an emphatic yes for the Steve, cucumber. Stephen Quartermain says only with Hendrix gin and tonic. <laughs> yeah. on, Joe Garrett, the good doctor, says yay, just. Here's the votes. Oh. It is a landslide. Which way? No 17%. Yes, 83%. Wow, that surprised me. It's a bit like the Brussels sprouts. I was surprised uh, that it was such a landslide with the old sprouts. 83%. Yeah, we love our cukes. We do. Uh, yeah, as long as they don't sogify things. Well, they, well, we wouldn't want them to sogify anything. Now, now, uh, now, oh. I've got a little, I've got a little treat for you. Oh, uh, no. We don't normally, uh, because often we don't know who our next guest mm. on the uh, on the podcast will be, but oh. we do this week. We oh. know who we've got next week, yeah. and it was a bit of a thrill, I must admit. <laughs> what do you mean a bit? <laughs> we went back, we delved back. There's a big sons and daughters reunion coming up in Sydney next month. Uh, and uh, we found out about it, and uh, so it tracked down a couple of the cast members yeah. and got and got one to do the show. Oh. His name is Danny Roberts. Oh. He played Andy Green in Sons and Daughters for six hundred odd episodes. I loved him, and that's exactly oh. right. Uh, so we got Danny on the show, and we had a lovely chat with him, which you'll hear next week on next week's mm. episode. But right at the very end, Uh-oh. I just wanted to kind of, you know, because everything had been going so well, <laughs> uh, and Sarah had been so well behaved and, and restrained, and hadn't gushed, and hadn't <laughs> giggled like a schoolgirl, and hadn't done any of that stuff. I just thought at the very end, I'm going to drop you right in it, and I did. 
And Sarah, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. It's been an absolute uh, delight for me, uh, Danny. It's actually, it's actually quite uh, surreal, you know. <laughs> this is where we tell you that she chased. This is where. Oh, this no. is. Hang on. This oh, is where Danny, okay. I tell you no. that she chased you when you were on no, a float I, oh. for the uh, Moomba, Moomba procession, procession oh. in Melbourne, and, oh, uh, and, and was moving along. And Sarah oh. and a couple of her friends were chasing you down, trying to get you to sign something. Well, for them. you were very polite too. You said, "I'm so sorry, but the truck won't stop." Yes. <laughs> oh, Kevin. Oh, oh, thanks, Sarah. <laughs> In between yelling out the words "security, security." <laughs> you just well, I'll tell you one thing about that day, yeah. and I had a couple of them. Is I was told to smile all the time, and so I just do what you're told to do back in those days, and I had cramps in my cheeks, oh. you know. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. We had cramps in our legs. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it's been so wonderful catching up with you, uh, Danny. I really appreciate you giving us your time. My absolute pleasure. Thanks, Sarah, Danny. Kevin, you know, lots of love. Take care. Right. So. I'm off, to the, I'm, off to the, I'm off to the doghouse. Talk and about kicking you under the table. Yes, and I may I may be back for the next episode. You'll just have to listen in and find out. But Danny Roberts will definitely be and our guest on Danny the next Danny Roberts. Food and Bites. the main thing to take out of all of that is that Danny thinks I am sweet. Oh, Sarah, you're a sweetheart. <laughs> oh. Well, you're only human. Uh, I might see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.